Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. What up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where a filter becomes extinct, alongside my co-host, Artesia. This episode is powered by Roberts Media Group, your resource for all things podcasting. For more information and advertising opportunities, please visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. And let's get to the motherfucking show. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. That's a good song. Shaving up, baby, fucking up your pillow. Touch me. I like that song. Man. I used to sing in the choir. I got too. kicked out, but I used to sing. Of in the course, choir. you did. That sounds about right. I did. You know, it, I mean, I was doing my job. You know what I'm saying? What was your job? I was holding down the out the tennis section. I had a very deep voice for for like a 14 year old. Did y'all used to have the marching? Yeah, we used to do the march. We used to do the hand clap, like the little thunder I clap. gave the choir a try because I sang in the choir in middle school. I actually went to the arts magnet for choir. And Nigga, you like band. to tell everybody now you listen. went to arts magnet school no, and a law no, magnet listen. school. I'm just telling you, like, put my resume out there. But anyways, so I went to school for choir. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? You know, back in the day, they used to be like, use your talents for the Lord. So I tried to uh, join a choir at church, but you know I ain't got nobody's rhythm. No, you so don't. So when it came time to uh, march in, all the members was laughing at me because I straight walked in. Yeah, while I- everybody else was doing whatever they was doing. <laughs> you got that only child shit, too, where you spoil, you do whatever the fuck you want to do, and that really don't work in regular society. So, yes, man, we- it does work for me for Sometimes. <laughs> But we're glad to be back, man. I think it's been about almost 10 days since we've done our last episode. Um, it's been close to it. We've been doing a lot of traveling. We were finally about to take a break. I'm so fucking glad mm-hmm. I finally um, started trying to clean up my place today. I mean, I've literally I had really dishes in the sink, no bullshit, for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Because I've come in, I haven't cooked anything. Now, it's not a lot of dishes. It's like a few cups, you know. I don't want nobody to be like, this motherfucker's yeah, nasty. Even but- that, though, that's, the, oh, yeah, that's it, a mess for you. Yeah, it is, but it's, I mean, you know, after traveling from, you know, Thursdays to um, Sunday and a Monday mm-hmm. and then going right back out on a Wednesday or a Thursday and coming, like, I ain't got time for that. I've been yeah. buying, eating out. I need to probably lose about 10, 15 pounds. Yeah. And get my shit together. For but yeah. Summer. Yeah. So we just got back from DC, man. I had a good time. This time, honestly, was probably. This was my best time. This is my out best of all time, the times too. That I've- been to dc this was by far my best time and it was my best time for multiple reasons we'll get into that um mm-hmm. i got to link up with um the homie geechee luciano the pmb podcast like luciano. and um his homeboy <laughs> and his co-host dathan and we got to meet his girlfriend Bree. and they all had such good vibes all good vibes man yeah. all good vibes i know um when i got ready to get back i texted him and i said hey yo we about to get ready to bounce you know what i'm saying i was like i'll let you know once i make it to the house you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and he was like bet and um, he was like, one of the the things about you guys, he was like, I, I don't know the word he used, but he was just saying the thing that he liked about us was the way we are on the podcast. He was like, you guys are the same way in person. And several people have told us that. 
So, because a lot of times you never know. Like, yeah. you get a complete character on a podcast or a TV show that you like. Yeah. And then you meet the person, like, in real life and they're a complete asshole or completely the opposite of what you know them to be. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't really understand that. I don't really know any other way to be. I wish I knew how to get my fucking phone from yeah, your phone going out because this bitch going out in like 30 seconds. It's time for the upgrade. Shit. So before we even got to D.C., we always have something to tell you guys about our flight. So this time there was no white people that asked us what seat we were in, what section we were in. We oh, they tried not, me. They tried you? Yeah, we, I just but, ignored them. But we did. We I didn't really have that because, you know, normally I have a story to tell where I'm getting smart. But what we did have, because before we even got to the airport, I think we had an early flight. Mm-hmm. And I smoked a little bit to calm my nerves and just relax. But when we got there, you know, after we checked our bags and everything and we were in line getting ready to uh, put our shit through, the t- going through TSA. Yeah. And one guy kind of wandered in front of me. You were in front of me getting ready to put your shoes and shit in the bin. I was yeah. behind you getting ready to do the same thing. So and it's I like this middle. Ladies. Yeah, you, you really have. I told you you need to probably go to a counselor to make sure you are not um, prejudiced. So well, I don't want to say racist. Yes, we do, but you know, so, some, a white per, an uneducated white person about racism will probably me, try to say I'm you're not racist. Being any different than I was before, yeah. I think I'm just being more vocal. Yeah, speaking about out about it, it. So. yeah. So this Middle Eastern guy, um, uh, to a gay guy, walked past me like he was. He did the little like, let me act like I'm looking somewhere, and then yeah, that get was in line. So weird about it. Yeah, and so, I was like, I could have sworn, yeah, you were just right behind me. Yeah. So he did that and he was cut, he cut in front of me and then his white boyfriend came and they he brought his bags and their bags and just set them down in front of me. Now I'm looking at him because again, I'm high. So everything's moving in slow motion. I feel the disrespect, but it's just peeking up on me a little slower because Mary Jane is involved slow. with me. Because anytime I turn around and say something before you say something, it's the problem. But I wanted to make sure they heard me because she was like, you should just come on up here because yeah, they because broke in front of you. And I said, no, because I believe in not doing the things to somebody that I wouldn't want done to me. I said, plus, if they say something, I'm going to slap or choke one of these motherfuckers. But they weren't going to say anything because who does that? I mean, they literally like blatantly skipped in line and they were just carrying on their regular conversation like nothing ever happened. And then they kept kind of looking out of the side of their eye, like trying to look at me to see if I'm yeah. still there or whatever like that. So, yeah. So, normally, I try to, you know, when it comes time to deal with the bags and take your shoes off, yeah. I try to create my own little space. Yeah. I ain't give a fuck that day. Yeah. I just bent over. I oh, let yeah. my backpack hit the guy behind me because he <laughs> deserved to get whatever the hell he had coming. And why I do have to ask this, though. I mean, everybody has to take their shoes off. But I just think it's so nasty to put your Walk bare on feet Ooh. on that airport floor, on yes. that ground. And white people seem to love to do this they shit. Do. They like to let their toes breathe on all them germs. I can see with the grass and being outside, but like in there where motherfuckers is walking in bathrooms and mm-hmm. niggas spitting outside and all of that and tracking it in there yep. and all different races and countrymen from far <laughs> near and far and y'all just take your shoes off with no socks on, care. walk on the floor, put your shoes back on, put the germs back in your shoes, mm. take that shit to the plane, get off the plane. I'm sure a lot of y'all don't take a shower right when you get off the plane. I do. Mm-hmm. And then you go put your feet in the bed because white people, even, y'all have a, y'all are, some of y'all motherfuckers even put y'all feet on the couch with your shoes on. Yeah, I've seen it. I've even had to tell some of my friends, my nigga, do not have your shoes on my rug, on my couch. Mm-hmm. That's white folks shit. It don't is. do that shit here. It is. And even when we were uh, inside the plane, like, 
pe- putting their feet on the seat. Like, yeah. And then oh, I don't know. The like girl. sometimes yeah. if the plane, because yeah. I used to be a flight attendant, those planes are not thoroughly clean. Okay? No, they're not. So for you to be putting your feet up on the seat, niggas been farting in the seat before like, you. Ugh. That is so gross. That's nasty, man. Even when I wear sandals, like during the summer, yeah. I always take some socks just so I can put them on yeah. when I'm going through security. Go tell you gonna tell them about your racist moment against that girl. Did I have a racist moment? I had a truth moment. Okay, so we were on the plane. We were actually seated. Mm-hmm. Get a you sip were. Of water. You can keep talking. We were mid conversation, and next thing I know, I hear this little light voice. Excuse me, can you do me a favor? Excuse me, can you do me a favor? And so I look up. Then you you. Look up, take your headphones off, because first of all, we were mid-conversation doing whatever we was doing. Yeah. Then she proceeds to say, can you put my bag up there? And then she says, because you look really strong. Now, first of all, she's a, she was a little short girl. Yeah. I understand that. You need some help with your bag? Okay, I'll let you make it. But don't say, oh, you look strong. That was such an insult to me. I took that personally because you are a big black guy. And here comes the little but damsel it was a, but the in thing distress. About it, it was a it was a white dude right across yeah, the way that was taller and bigger than kind. me. Said, but she her, did. You sound like some Pocahontas and John. Smith she could shit. ask her own this kind, but she didn't. She had to ask you because she saw your broad shoulders. Oh and she said, "Oh, I'm gonna get this black, this strong black man to put my bag up." <laughs> and I, I know we always talk about white people. I was just talking to some white people about white people and what I say about white people on the podcast. I promise I have no beef with you guys, but y'all are the motherfuckers. Remember the white dude who shitted on the plane? Yeah. Oh my god. Like I was sleep. And it, and yeah, the the that, smell that woke shit up. hit me in my motherfucking face. Yeah. And then they got the nerve to leave the door wide open. Mm, Lord, because they don't have no. I don't understand. Now, like I said again, I'm not saying this is something that only white people do. And but don't in my make line it of work, I think we made a, I think we have flown about 50 times in the last two years. And only people I've ever seen shit on the plane or smell shit it's, on the plane is, white is a white person. And don't make it like I'm just out here being uh, prejudiced. I mean, because I don't farted you in felt the, in offended the, by that comment. Oh, too. yeah. No, no, I did. Like, you like don't I like said, for somebody would, just to look at you. Yeah, and, and notice me that. And yeah. Say that because I honestly was getting ready to get up. And everybody's looking like, yeah. ooh, who, what who, strong person is who, she talking, talking about? about? Yeah, so, yeah. And then the other thing with that is I've seen so many black women, myself included. Yeah. I don't ask for help. I just get it done. And rarely are there any volunteers to say, oh, miss, let me help you with your bag. Yeah. But it seems to be with white women, they just get everybody to fall at their feet. Well, that's not what that situation was because I honestly almost Because I was like, you I, I, should not do that. Uh, yeah, but I was already at midway getting up and I was like, I'm going to go ahead and, and do this shit just from I a woman you, perspective. You tried to hush me up because I said, I hope you don't plan on getting that bag out for her because it's not no full service operation. Well, She's going to have to figure that shit out. Okay, well, I wasn't And gonna... he was like, ooh, please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it like that. <laughs> you made it sound like I, like I was Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> So we stayed at the uh, Pyatt Hotel in D.C. In um, Chinatown. In Chinatown. It was a cool. New territory for us. Yeah, it was cool. Some rooms was kind of small, but other than that, it was nice. It was nice. very Asian inspired. Yeah, it was very Asian inspired. At um, least you could fit in the shower this time. Yeah. And then the um, downstairs, they had a great restaurant. Oh, yeah. If you're ever in D.C. and you stay at the Pyatt Hotel, the one of the best things about it, they have two bars in the, ba- in, um, one in the basement. One in the basement. One in the basement. downstairs and a little coffee bistro. Exactly. Area. And the coffee bistro, I think it's called Crimson Cafe it's, or something yeah, like Crimson that. Diner. Yeah, Crimson and diner it, great food mm-hmm. turkey club is amazing breakfast was <laughs> amazing breakfast was amazing outside of, i mean the, the what you call was kind of greasy the coffee and shit was good yeah. amazing place amazing place 
Um, we, I, you know what? We had got tickets after being in Atlanta that time. We got tickets to go to the Wizards game. Now this is the thing. Baby. This I, Can I you know what people. We, we, How we, you had we, me literally, literally, We literally was down. <laughs> this is the crazy part about it though. We literally didn't know. First of all, it seems so far away because we did so much other shit. Yeah, but or it seems so long ago. But we went to the game and I, we went to the game after going to the Atlanta game and we sat fairly close at the Atlanta game. Yeah, and we told you guys on one podcast we were like, you know. It's not about being rich. It's about managing your money. And then mm-hmm. it's about scouting these games to find out what teams are playing to get the better seats and get mm-hmm. the best deal. So we sat fairly close at the Atlanta game. We was like, all right, I told you. I was like, yo, next time I'm going to be trying to sit courtside. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to work my way down to try to get to courtside. Yeah. So this time we got seats and we knew we were in the first section. Yeah. But I was just like, I didn't know how close we were going to be. Yeah. And when we walked in, the black lady asked you, she was like. Um, she was like, yeah, y'all know where y'all going? I was like. Yeah, sure. Why not? Down but there. I didn't know because as soon as we got like the closer that we were getting, I was like, oh, I got to go a little bit further, a little bit further. Ooh, right behind the court. <laughs> I was so excited. And this and is when somebody should cue Tatiana. No, yeah. <laughs> but you know me, like I really don't get excited about material yeah, 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 stuff. Yeah. But it did feel so good to be sitting that close and yeah. to be down there. All the good white people next to you looking around like, ooh, what do they do? Where they coming from? Even black folks looking like. Yeah, you do be. People do be <laughs> thinking that. But I, I loved it because we were right behind. First of all, give a shout out to the homie uh, Rich Gray. Mm-hmm. He's uh, I was supposed to be meeting up with him. I know he was busy. Uh, one of the agents for Malik Beasley mm-hmm. of the, the Denver Nuggets. And we were supposed to be meeting up. And the reason I'm giving this, some people may listen and be like name dropping. But no. I'm name dropping for him mm-hmm. because for one, I came to the game to catch up with him. We'll catch up another time, Rich. But I'm really proud of what he's done mm-hmm. in his career in reference to, you know, being a an agent and mm-hmm. him and his brother Jason, you know, with the Martin Trivia, like them coming together and like re- really bringing their dreams into fruition. Mm-hmm. And he's one of them as that young black man. as young black man mm-hmm. and starting out with something small. And Malik Beasley has had a great three years is about to be his contract year, which means a great deal, yeah. you know, for rich. So I just want to say, bro, I'm proud of you. And I think we need to start like we always talk about giving people their roses and their props while they're alive, while they're mm-hmm. available um, to receive that. So the experience was great sitting behind the yeah. bench. It was crazy because one thing, the only thing I didn't like, I wanted to see Isaiah Thomas play, and I knew he wasn't going to yeah, play. Yeah, I was surprised. Nobody even cared about anybody else on the team. When yeah, they were walking really, into the crowd, yeah. I mean, into the locker room at halftime, at the end of the game, and coming out from halftime and at the beginning of the game, the only people, the person people were hollering was IT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could see he just didn't feel like he belonged there. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to be there. He was still rooting on, you know, and and, and hollering and rooting his team on mm-hmm. and shit, but it was like when That's he came and sat hard. down or looking at his face, like, you could tell he just... He's just going through the motions of what he got to do to either get out of there or get to the end of his career. But it's, so he hurt his hip, right? Yeah, he hurt his hip when he was in Boston. But he, but he should be good to play, right? I don't know. I mean, the last couple of times they've seen him, he got this ice pack and shit on his hip. So mm-hmm. that part, I don't yeah, I know. I sorry. I thought he was going to come out like in the second half or something. But, but I was, and um, another thing we, when we were sitting down there, we wanted to talk about, or at least one thing I wanted to talk about. I wanted to say black people stop, start ex- accepting your positions in life, man, and oh, not being yeah. unapologetic for the shit you want to do. And what I and mean by that. And the shit you can do. And, and the you shit have you a right to do. Exactly. Because it was a point in time at the game, you were like, you wanted to stand up or you wanted to get some video, but you didn't want to seem like you were being too thirsty or like yeah. you hadn't been anywhere before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? When, like I always tell people, 
black people we always worry about what people think about that and we us and we've been conditioned by ourselves by other people oh, yeah. to worry and about to a that to certain extent we've had to we've had to but i was like you got all these white folks and asian people and whatever else doing what they want to do especially folks white people standing up from the nose yeah, to get, to get it and pictures. being told by security go back you, you up go back up you, yeah. you, you can't but do that but they didn't care because they got the video that they were looking for exactly so, so those are the things like even even on the last episode you know freezing up with the winston duke thing yeah. you know sometimes we Man, just have to start down. yeah wow <laughs> God damn. I can't let... That's the one time you actually did something that was not... That was not like yourself. I cannot let you that live that That motherfucker said, damn, you let us down. It just looked off like it was mountains out <laughs> there. <laughs> but nah, man. But just black people really, man, do what the fuck you want to do. I used to be with that person that when I saw black people in a restaurant taking pictures of their food, I was like, man, why, why they acting like niggas? Like, yeah. put your phone Who up. Cares? Even when you would take pictures, we would go oh, certain yeah, places. To to me and I would be like, yo, like, man. I'm a blogger. Yeah. I could do this. And I was like, stop taking these pictures. <laughs> and you was like, all these white bitch bloggers be doing this shit. Don't nobody got nothing to say about it. Exactly. So, man, do what the fuck y'all want to really do, man. Take like... these people these pictures and enjoy where you at in life yeah i really feel like i belong like i've always known that i've belonged certain places yeah. but sitting down there that close i was like we ain't got no choice but to go courtside next time yeah honey, I, ain't no going yeah. back and okay I'm not, I'm not going up high in the first <laughs> section unless <laughs> no I'm in going the back like there's i've never been in the nosebleeds and i honestly oh, didn't no. start going to games to like a couple years ago and mm-hmm. i got lucky the first time i went to a mavericks game shout out to my homie crystal galloway got me a ticket and we were behind um, the back, you know, behind the home team. Yeah, that's how I've always been able to. But uh, yeah, nah, nah, nah. I'm not. Once you get that far down, you ain't trying to go back Mm-mm. that far back up. I want to talk about the black women in DC. Oh, come on, let's talk about them. Man, look here. Yeah. You know, the first time I came, I was like, "Where are the black women? They say this chocolate city. Where are the black women at?" Yeah, you was hating on DC. The first oh, time we that's what Geechee was saying. He's like, "Bro, I, you don't like DC." I said, I've, "It's grown on me the last two visits." Yeah, because now you talking about you want to move there, and I was like, "You used to Yo, look at me crazy man, when I said women, I was moving." These women, man. Yeah, they got it, don't they? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I like oh, it. Oh you. And and okay, I will say that they're equally attractive women. You know, of all different races. Yeah, it is. But the black is. women that are there. Yeah, because you, you know a lot of I, I, a lot of times, you know, I tell people all the time here in Texas, you know, you'll see more white women than black women. So when you see white women and you see more white women, you'll see more prettier white women than you see prettier black women. Not that it's like they're better. What are you saying? What I'm saying is meaning in numbers. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't press me on the podcast because then you're going to have people coming for me and I'm trying to explain what I'm saying. If it's 6,000 white women, all of them are not going to be beautiful. They may be beautiful in their own way. And when somebody tells you you are beautiful in your own way, that means you're ugly. Oh, man. So that's the truth. You just burst so, somebody's book. So it's 6,000 people. If 4,000 of those people are fine and then it's only 4,000 black girls and 2,000 of them are fine, I'm going to see more mm-hmm. beautiful white women. So that's what I'm saying here. But in D.C., it's like you see it the other way around. Mm-hmm. And then even if you see a badass white girl or Mexican or whatever, you may look at her and be like, God damn. But as soon as you turn your head to the left or the right, you're going to see a black woman is yeah. like, And what I like God about today. the black women in D.C. is they are confident and they're not afraid oh, man, they let, to yeah. let you know. I was like, getting them looks and I was like, damn, should yeah. I, do I need to go over there? Yeah, because they was giving them to you, honey. We were sitting at the bar and it was one night. It was about three, four of them lined up at the other end and they was just staring your ass out. I said, man, look at her. Look at God. <laughs> no, 
Nah. But I do like that because the reason I say this is because here you in dating or trying to date, everybody's intimidated or people are not looking Mm -hmm. or they're looking and they're acting like they're not looking and nobody wants to talk. And it's like, no, these black women were they were either getting your space, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or they would give you some kind of glance or some kind of look to let you know, hey, I'm checking. you. And it was also not a competition. That's what I like, too, because we were hanging out at the bar. And, you know, like sometimes when you're out, other women, they like here. Yeah. Other women size you up, men size you up, whatever. Yeah, they do. But at the bar, everybody was just talking to each other, having a good Being time. Normal. Like, yeah. And nice. It was fun. And then we got to hang out with the homie Trayvon. Shout out to you, Trayvon, yes. man. I don't even know if you, you listen really to the podcast, made... but you did make the first two days in yes. DC. Um, I was tired as fuck because I'm 36 oh. and staying out to 3 a.m. every telling? night and waking up by nine and doing it all over again was not what I'm accustomed to. But it was fun as hell. And then that's why I say shout out to the homie Geechee who helped close it out. And then we'll talk about the um, me speaking on the panel with the mind over mind, mind over matter live here in yeah. a little bit, but Trayvon, you, you definitely made it what it is and what it was. Oh yeah, but them gay bars. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> next time I need somebody to tell and me, and I want to say thank somebody, you. Some, but next time somebody needs to tell me <laughs> beforehand that I am entering into a gay bar. And I want to say thank you for coming along with me because I knew that they were gay bars that we were going to go to when Trayvon hit me up and was like, hey, yeah. let's go hang out here. Let's go hang out there. I honestly was not expecting this because I had asked him and he's like, oh, yeah, it's a mix. You know, on some nights there oh, are a mix. it wasn't no mix. Well, it was oh, no mix. As soon as the door opened. The mix in there was black men. <laughs> it was a mix of black men, white men, Asian men. Mexican men yeah. and whatever else, man. As soon as we opened the door, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I swear, at least thirty heads. I felt they like was did. watching me. They, I, they I literally was it was like, friends, it was like, like it was like being in a commercial <laughs> or a, a video and a bad girl walking in and all the niggas tapping and they look and I was like, "Damn, yeah." I feel like Kim Kardashian. We got some good drinks that night. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I was watching hard to make sure nobody didn't roof me. Nah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But you, it lit- you was with me. I did I it. Had nah, you. it, it we was. Had a, you. We had a great time. It was. You know that was at number nine. Number nine was legit. Oh yeah, it was. It was when we went to Fireside that I walked in and he told me and and Trayvon said it before he even went in. He said they're a little disrespectful in here. They could be a little bit rowdy. Mm-hmm. First time it was some women in there, but it was still a lot of gay guys and it was gay guys that looked like me. Yeah, and it was. It, I was surprised. And look like at, the I gay guys the in gay. this one look like athletes, drug dealers. Yeah, they look like they were straight off the block. Straight but off the I block. I go to the gay bars because I don't have to worry about being hit on. But as soon as I walked in there, this guy he grabbed my hand. And he was like, "Hey, how are you?" I was like, "I'm fine." He was like, "You here by yourself?" And I'm Maybe like, it was bisexual. I don't know what's going on, but I don't get down with bisexual men. And so. then I walked into the bathroom, <laughs> and when I walked in the bathroom, it was like two girls walked in, and another one was already in there, and I was like. What the fuck? Where am I? You got to fast forward to the best part of this story. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't supposed to do that. No, so you, we went upstairs. You, we ran into some people that we hadn't seen in a minute. That It seemed like everybody from Dallas has moved to D.C. Yeah. Got some drinks. The drinks are good upstairs. They're stronger downstairs. Came back downstairs. Y'all were trying to figure out a way. Trayvon almost got into it with a dude up there. Yeah, it was starting to get a little he rowdy. Was, he was ready. Yeah, I it started to get a little rowdy. I was like, all right, we need to get up out of here. So we were squeezed on the on the corner of the bar, man. Mm-hmm. I don't even like telling this story. Yes, tell it. We was, tell it. <laughs> and we were sitting in the corner of the bar, man. And I get ready to walk by. <laughs> I get ready to walk by, man, and try. I'm squeezing through the lane, you know. And the one thing I had been worried about the whole night was I was just like, I hope nobody grabs my dick or my ass. And it was like, as I walked by, this nigga, and like, I wouldn't, he, I would have preferred him have palmed my ass, but he didn't. 
He like lightly caressed my ass and I grabbed his hand. And when I grabbed his hand and looked at him, he was drunk as shit. Yeah, he was. And I grabbed his hand and I squeezed that bitch tight. I was like, bro, you got one fucking chance. I know I'm in your environment. I know I'm in your space. This is your last warning. The next time I'm going to break your fucking jaw. And I let his hands go. And when I let his hand go, the reason I knew he was really drunk because he just gazed at me like he didn't give a shit if I broke his jaw or not. But see, that's how you win my friends over. Because at the end of the night, when it was all said and done, they were all like, girl, the fact that he came with us to this gay bar and was cool. Yeah, we love him for that. I always get the respect to people because I'm an open-minded person. Yeah. I was nervous going in there. I I have two booty cheeks. Oh, that was... <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I turned the other cheek in this situation. <laughs> Only got one dick, so if that motherfucker would have grabbed that. Oh, it would have been a fight. It would have been a fight in that bitch. I would have broke his <laughs> it jaw. It would have been cleared on out. spot. I would have broke his fucking jaw. <laughs> well, I got two booty cheeks, so I, I turned the other cheek. <laughs> Pun intended. Literally, I turned my other cheek away from that motherfucker and got my ass in the corner, <laughs> put my back to the wall. Oh, that was that was funny. I but, didn't even remember nothing else. Nah, that and then we met up with the homie. That's when we went up. Uh, after that, we went to um, Brooklyn's the next night. And oh, I got yeah, an opportunity yeah. to meet. That was a dope spot. Yeah. Black on spot. Black on spot. Yeah. It was a lot of beautiful women there. The, the mm-hmm. bartender was good. Wait See, this is the thing. You, this is what I'm going to tell you, man. If you want to get to the bars, if you want to get to these places, man, like D.C., and, and if I saw a lot of whack black dudes getting some play by some beautiful, beautiful black women. <laughs> like the guy next to us, I was like, what is he talking about to even hold her attention this long? Yeah. It didn't matter, but she was giving him that attention. Yeah. And he had a chance. Yeah. And it made me feel like, I too king. could be a believer. You be a king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, man, it was great meeting uh, Geechee. It was great meeting Dathan, man, of the PNB podcast. If you guys have not listened to the Part of My Bullshit podcast, it's the homie out of DC. Go check them out, man. It's his girl, Bree, is a co host. Dathan is a co host. And the host is Geechee Luciano. And his name is Geechee Luciano or Geechee underscore Luciano on social media and it's the PMB podcast check them out we're gonna take a quick break man you're listening to the reality is and we'll be right back saw the video I sent you with a guy were running at the combine and that nigga dick. <laughs> that nigga dick clean. Clean out his damn shit. His dick talk for real. Yeah. You think you thinking about that video. I'm, t- I'm texting a message about dick. You suck. You texting a message message I'm about texting, dick. Texting somebody I don't know what's going on. No, I'm sorry. You texting somebody about dick. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we were talking about earlier. I don't remember, but yes. Yeah, that, you remember. Don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't remember. But I do remember at the video. I don't know if you guys have seen the video, but go look up the video on Google or on YouTube and just say, "Come, uh, guy running at combine, dicks falls out. Or just guy's dick fall out while running at the combine. And you'll see. Not saying you should see his dick, but just his reaction to it. Like, soon as he mm-hmm. saw that motherfucker pop he out, fell he on fell ground. on the ground. 
I was like, did he hit his knees first or is his dick bruised? Then it's like, the, I, then, think it was the, was the, I think it was Joe it. Rogan that I sent you that was commentating. He was like, watch it. So yeah. away. He was like, watch. Yeah. So when the nigga got up, it was like he was trying to tuck it. Yeah. And then this nigga, on, it, the caption said, his, my dick fell. My dick. <laughs> <It's so sad. laughs> oh, man. The nigga was like, I wonder how many girls is blowing this nigga DMs up now because his damn dick fell out of his shit. He's like, if he can't hold that motherfucker. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> ah, man. <sighs> so we went, You well, first of all, you fucked up. How, how you did you didn't get the tickets for us. They were going to be sold out. They, they were, were sold, out sold out all out. weekend. But the funny thing about it was I wanted to see Captain Marvel anyway, so we I went to go too. see Captain Marvel. It just started off kind of slow because we both had our hearts <laughs> set on seeing us. Very true. But when I watched Captain Marvel, a lot of people, I don't know if other people got this, but from what I got from watching Captain Marvel was about, I saw, I feel like a lot of white people watch these movies and mm-hmm. create these movies. And what I'm talking about, I'm sorry if I'm a spoiler alert. The direct correlation. Yeah, the correlation to slavery. Mm-hmm. It was like, the, I don't know the name of the, they look like some fucking Klingons, but they, I think they were called, now nah, Cree was the, the white people. Yeah. Cree was the white people, let's just say Klingons or whatever. The alien on the show, they were against each other, but basically, I don't even want to talk about it all in detail because I don't really want to ruin it for somebody that's only been out like 10 days. I'm pretty sure the people that want to see it have already seen it. But go watch it but and, and tell me if you can see the direct correlation to the slavery in there. I think that's across the board in all Marvel movies. Not even just Marvel Avatar, movies. It's like Sesame Street, too. Yeah, like, like It's like yeah. Sesame Street teaches motherfuckers how to treat people that don't look like you. Mm-hmm. And white people and black people and all races of people will let their kids watch that shit Yep. And then still brainwash them or reprogram them after watching that shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's I like think. growing up confused as hell. Exactly. And that's why I say with Captain Marvel, it was kind of like, you know, the aliens were portrayed as the bad guy. They looked evil. They looked mean. Mm-hmm. They were portrayed as the bad people. And that was cor- I saw the correlation to that with black people and being black and white people being afraid of us. And it was the white people, which were the Cree. Mm-hmm. who had, you know, Captain Marvel, the girl, on yeah. their side. But she thought she was one of them. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she was a human being uh-huh. and more connected to those aliens exactly. than she, or more like those aliens than she was like the Cree people. Mm-hmm. But the Cree people had lied to her yeah. and made it seem like they the Cree, which were the white people, mm-hmm. made them believe that, hey, we're eradicating them or we have to kill them because they're trying to kill us, yeah. which is what a lot of rhetoric for you know, alt-right mm-hmm. motherfuckers and, you know, racist KKK type yeah. people try to say about black like people or some police officers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you go watch Captain Marvel, tell me if you can see that correlation. Same thing if, you, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, go watch uh, Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. the second oh, one. Oh, yeah. The second one is definitely literally talking about yeah. slavery in a nutshell. To speak about slavery, we did the Mind Over Matter Live panel. That's why I went out to D.C. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the homie Naj. It was supposed to be about slavery, but you got to get to the root cause of all of these issues. Yeah. So basically, we were talking about um, consent, the Me Too movement, rape, Mm -hmm. um, how to have sex, consensual sex, you know, and and safe sex. And a lot of these things and the way we were talking about stuff about why a lot of black people are the way they are when it comes Mm -hmm. to dating and religion. I mean, when Mm -hmm. it comes to dating and just the way we are societally is because of religion and religion being the one that most black people seem to be uh, reading is the one that white men gave them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's a religion that's stifling us. It's a religion that almost teaches to me, it teaches some kind of hate Mm -hmm. because it's a contradictory word. So we just talked about stuff like that from that perspective. And that's the other thing I was going to say that I liked about uh, DC is being in that environment, Mm -hmm. having that kind of real conversations. Yeah. And seeing black women 
openly discuss their sexual preferences oh, or yeah. things that they want or desire in the because, bedroom. Yeah. Because, you know, in the South, it's not always the case. No. Or, or people with, act or like or they with don't. black people, period. Yeah. Sometimes people hear you talking, they looking like, oh, girl, I wouldn't talk like that. Yeah. That's not ladylike, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But you have these, like, super professional women and they're yeah. sitting... Sitting around just talking about it, yeah, like they wanna, I mean, we were they want to take it in the ass. They say they're gonna take it in the ass. We were we, like we, were, we were in room with a, a lot of college professors and, and stuff yes. like that. So, like you say, it is right because even here in Dallas, like we always talk about, we try to have these conversations. Everything is hush. We try hush. to have these real conversations, but like you say, everything is hush. Everybody's worried about a job mm-hmm. that they don't fucking love or don't even pay them enough anyway, mm-hmm. and they're worried about a job. They're trying to keep up this image. And one thing I like about DC is what I've seen is the people who are black. They act black at work and they act black at home and out on the street. Black people hear a lot from my experience and in my opinion, they're half black at work and they're totally black at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just great to be in a position (laughs) like that. I know it was one part where they were talking about anal sex and, you know, I love you to death, uh, Michelle, but I ain't, nobody's pegging me. Mm -hmm. And she made that clear. Yeah, because she was talking about, you know, she felt like she didn't think a man who wants to be pegged is gay mm-hmm. because of the nerve endings and shit in the prostate mm-hmm. to where you can have a great orgasm. And I was like, yeah, I don't mind ass play. Mm-hmm. I just don't want penetration. Oh, and that made the ladies go crazy in the crowd, honey. They was like, you better tell them. You better tell them. Because I was like, you don't know what you're missing. Like, no, nah, <laughs> that's real, like, though. let me find out. Because I tell- swear they was going to jump on you. If you get a night. good blowjob and that thing is sloppy and the saliva runs down the shaft, down to the taint or the gooch, as Jessica said on the um, Pussy Party mm-hmm. podcast, and you take your hand and you slide and rub in that little area and apply that pressure to that under dick, the and then you dick. you you rub the taint while you're doing it, that's going to be a nice explosion. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying a lot of guys be like, oh, whatever, whatever, that whatever. she shared about that? Was it about that or something else? I'm I think she sure. said that after a certain age, that's not suggested because the explosion is so oh, powerful oh, yeah, that yeah, it yeah, can yeah, cause yeah. like a heart attack. Yeah. That, well, that was when she was saying like putting your finger up in your ass okay. and like massaging like, the prostate yeah. because that's when it's more of a whatever. Yeah. She called it gametes and the gametes yeah. or something, whatever. But she was talking about all of that. But I was just saying I'm cool with. You know, I'm cool with anal play, just not up in my ass. Mm-hmm. But and I didn't agree. Like I told her, I said she was like nobody's gay if their girl pegs them. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just think it is. It's, it's your it, preference. It's your point. preference, mm-hmm. but I don't think I want my woman putting a strap on penis. And well, it's, no, that, definitely not a strap on. I I think they were talking about more so about the toys. So. Uh, but a strap that's on, called, that's a full it's, dick. It, but it's two types of pegging. You peg. <laughs> what else you gonna peg them with? They got other stuff. Yeah, that's they got. Not as... It's just like a dick, though. <laughs> it got to go in your ass. If it's something that's elongated, mm. penis is coming all shapes and yeah, forms I and sizes. So anything that's in your ass that's elongated and has width, mm, no. yeah. And pegging, I don't. You don't really watch porn and into that shit like I am, or I watch and and look for, and find shit out. Mm-hmm. But it's forms of pegging, mm-hmm. and it's another form where they put strap ons on. And they yeah, hitting the nigga. Yeah, and they hitting the nigga in the ass. I don't think even if you had like a plug, like some kind of plug that where you're sticking the dude nervous. in the ass. Yeah, make me nervous too. Yeah, make me nervous just thinking about that why, shit. Why does that make you nervous though? Because you would want to do that to a woman. I don't have to stick my dick in nobody's ass. I've never willingly stuck my dick in somebody's ass. You said never willingly. I told because I've already told people. <laughs> Cause I already okay. told this, cause I've already told the story of the podcast where one girl was riding me and then she stuck it in her own ass and I didn't know and I said what just happened, <laughs> but no, I've never willingly stuck my dick in nobody's ass. 
So that's not <laughs> something that, that has to happen for me. Okay. But no, I had a, and, and that's when Michelle got up when we yeah. were talking about that and she booted over. Yeah. And I think I said, I, well, she booted over and I was like, don't forget to pull your hair back. Yeah. Yeah. And then I heard the crowd go crazy. And I was yeah, like, the crowd went crazy a couple of times <laughs> with several of your little comebacks. But that was my job there. Yeah. You know, like when Naj hit me up and I told him, I said, hey, bro, I'm going to be honest. I said, I looked over the topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not a studier. I'm not a planner. I like to keep things real. Whatever comes out your mind. And whatever comes out of my mind, off the top of my head, and I fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah, and, and did. I did feel good. But it was because, a good job. And that's what I was going to say. I did feel good because I I felt like the mix of her being professional and explaining yeah, things. Yeah, you added a different dynamic. And just not keeping it, like, strictly being whatever. I was being serious sometimes, but, uh-huh. you know, I had a few punchlines to keep it facts, all. Yeah. Fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> So shout out who? Shout yeah, out to I want to give um, a shout out to Elisa, uh, our videographer. Yeah, took care of us in DC. Of Heart Speaks. Yep. If she, you know, she's on social media at Heart Speaks, and that's H A R T S P E A X. Yeah. Um, and she came in, she did her thing. You know, professional. We were kind of worried because we we're on having time. to we're having to work with different people that we haven't worked with before. Yeah. Um, but when I saw her, and you know, she introduced herself to me. I instantly got good vibes. Yep. And then as I saw her move through the room that night and see what she was walking up to people, taking pictures, yeah. like she did an amazing job and yeah. she is a sweetheart. And I know a couple of like a couple of the guys that I was sitting with, it was like, who is that? I was like, I don't know. I didn't know who it was. We were just you like, nothing. it was just I like, just, that. it was just like, it was a beautiful woman. Yeah. And then she came up to me and I was like, you came with her. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is our person. Mm-hmm. And then the guy was like, who is that? I was like, ask Artesia. She booked her. Yeah. You know, I was like, but I like the camera she got. Mm-hmm. I like oh, the work she, she did. Prepared. Yeah, she was prepared. She was professional. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in the past, you had people, you know, when you deal with people who have been late and shit, it's like you worry about everything yeah. not going and right. especially for us to be out of town, like, that's something you don't want to miss. Yep. If you're paying for a service and you come up with no footage, no like, footage. it's almost kind of like a waste of a trip. A waste of a goddamn trip. But... She came out. She did her thing. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So we'll have some pictures and some video up coming up soon, man. We wanted to give her a shout out to let you guys know. Again, I want to say shout out to Omi Naj, man. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that shit. I'm looking forward to doing more stuff like this. You know, a lot of people have been telling me late, hey, you need to get out there and start speaking, getting on panels and quit just, I think you know. you feeling put, it now. Yeah. Too. And people was like, quit just putting people on. Put yourself on because, you know, people like you. People gravitate towards you. People love the shit you say. You know, and and, yeah. and I do like talking my shit, but I also like talking my shit with people. Like, I don't want to sit on the stage and just talk at people. I exactly. want to have people on stage with me. And let's just have great conversations, man. I'm no guru. I'm nobody special. I'm just me doing something that I want to do, not giving a fuck about a job, holding or hindering that shit, mm-hmm. and not chasing the almighty dollar. We trying to make money, and we making money. I was like, but not cha- I've been trying to tell you to do this for I don't know how many years. Now I'm just you're out here get- doing it. And we were having a conversation earlier, and you said something to me. And I got off the phone. I said, oh, this nigga feeling it. What are you talking about? You said something about, honey, I'm the talent. I said, oh, okay. No, that wasn't I've been telling you you the talent. That ain't how But now you was like, I'm the talent. I'm about to get out here. No, man. See, (laughs) you got me acting like LeBron back in 2013. That is not what I'm doing. It's okay. You can walk in your talent. That ain't what I was talking about, though. You trying to to set me up for the You can walk in your talent. No, man. That ain't what I'm trying to do. Don't deny it. Nah, for real. I, I mean, I like being on stage, exactly. though. I love being on stage because... And it's okay. I love being on stage. I like interacting with people. And the thing about it is when I hear... After you hear so many people talk and the shit's whack, and not saying it's whack because it's not me, but just hearing and, and being like, yo, that's whack. And I think we got our feel of panels the past few weeks. Yeah. So. But the thing, too, is one of them things where it's like, I feel like at, being on a panel, you're also an entertainer. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's kind of like going to, a, you know, a basketball game. Like, when people pay their money, they want to see LeBron play. Yeah. Like, they don't want no dry shit. Exactly. So, for me, I tell people all the time, my my role in paneling is not, you know, if it's something specific to teach people or let people know mm-hmm. something that I know and to inform them and have an informative panel, yeah. I can do that. But in between that, I want to make sure that I'm joking. I want to make sure that I'm doing something that's bringing engaging and bringing the crowd mm-hmm. in. If you can't do that to me, you suck. You had people uh, that were like responding from the crowd. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Because you don't I, I always like want to feel like you have to wait till a certain time. And then yeah. a lot of times with these panels, some people get so carried away and long winded. You yeah. don't even know if you're going to get a chance to ask a question yeah. or a comment. Yeah. But no, this one was good. I, I had a good time. I'm looking forward to him. We got a couple of things coming up down the pipeline, man. Uh, for Dallas, we plan First on having up a couple is a panels. Break. Yeah, it is a break. I really want to take the whole month of April off. Real talk. Oh, like, I, I had already put that down. I don't want to do no That's interview. I literally want to do like whatever show we got plus this and take a break. Yeah, and then come back and finish out season twelve because I think we have about six more episodes. Really, we'll before be knocked we out before my birthday. Before twenty episodes, and then possibly take the summer off or. Do like we did at the end of last year. Do like one episode every other, yeah, and then roll back into the fall. No, but I also want to plan these panels. Like I really want to start giving people something to come out to. I really want to start expanding this. So I know we're going to be working on some things. If you want to work with us, email us at info at therealityis dot com. Also, want to do some real work, some real motherfucking work. Don't hit us with no janky shit. Because I think the work speaks for itself. So no bullshit if you're not talking about it. And you can't be about it. Do not. You're not going to stay consistent. Or if you have to constantly be told what to do. Don't come through here. I'm not interested. Leave me the hell alone. (laughs) It's a no for me, dog. Yeah, for me too. (laughs) Again, man, shout out to the homie Naj and Mind Over Matter Podcast. Y'all go check him out. Shout out to the homie Geechee Luciano over at the PMB Part of My Bullshit Podcast. Go check that out. Shout out to Michelle Hope, the sexpert. She's the uh, MH sexpert on Mm -hmm. Instagram. So go check her out. She has a lot of great knowledge on safe sex, protection, consent, the Me Too movement. She's speaking out about a lot of things, so definitely check her out. Keep in touch with her. And if you don't know how to properly wear a condom or know how to properly um, have consent or get a consent, mm-hmm. get consent before sex, she'll and explain do it, it to in you. A, in a manner that doesn't ruin the mood. The ruin the mood, yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's She did a good, she explained a lot of stuff in mm-hmm. detail, man. She did a great job with that. So, again, Artesia, thank you for being mm-hmm. here. Thank you for helping make DC great because, th- like I said, this was probably one of oh, my yeah, better I'm trips. I'm ready to go back, honestly. Not right now. I'm ready to go back. I need a little break. Yeah, I'm going to take a break, but I'm ready to go back. All right, man, this is episode 241 in Hell Courage to Excel Success. You guys take it easy. We'll catch you on the next one. I need to find a quote. That can be your quote right there. And shut the fuck up. Wow. Everyone is special. Peace, I know is true when I look at you. Very special. You're special too.
today on News 4 at 4. We're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.